Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On today's episode, we're talking about Big Little Lies with Alexander Skarsgård. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, and it's my pleasure to welcome Alex Skarsgård. Hello, Deborah. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me again. Again. We Sorry, a couple of days ago. <laughs> exactly. We're just going to keep doing this. It's good to be back. Thank you. We're going to chat about Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. I think. I think I can forgive yeah, you. Yeah, thank you, and I'm sorry. Yes, I think you owe American apology. Yes, America, I'm sorry. Have you apologized to Nicole Kidman? I did that on a daily basis when we shot the, the show last year. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense shoot. So take me back to the beginning. What was it that made you sign on for this part? Um, th- well, it was a great story, a great, great script. I uh, it was one of those, uh, well, everything about it was pretty perfect. It was a great script, a very interesting character. Uh, Nicole was already attached at Celeste, so it was an opportunity to work with one of the greatest actresses out there. Um, I was a fan of Jean-Marc's work. Um, so it was a pretty easy decision when you have a great director, great co-star, and a beautiful script and a very interesting character. You weren't intimidated at all by playing the bad guy? No, I was. I, it was so well written, and I was really intrigued by their relationship. And um, I thought it was an, an interesting opportunity to maybe try to play a, an abusive husband in a way that uh, at least felt real and sometimes I feel like they kind of be they can be um it can be a bit stereotypical and a bit cliche and this was so rich and so layered and um it's a it's a man who's conflicted and is you know he has these demons um inside but it, it I like the setup I like the idea of you kind of invite the audience into this perfect life um, you know, we uh, they have a beautiful home. He's a great dad. Their their love life is fantastic. They have these great chemistry. They've been together for ten years, but it's still like fiery and sexy. And I thought it was really interesting that you set it up that way because you almost uh, trick the audience to, to to envy the these guys, this couple. And then I'd love how slowly you know it. You, you know, at the, towards the end of the first episode, where you where, where he grabs her, and uh, you feel that something is off, and um, and the way it's it slowly escalates. I thought it was really interesting, and um, 
and it was just like an, an incredible opportunity to explore that relationship with with someone you know Nicole Kidman and and I was very very lucky you couldn't ask for a better co-star uh, no impossible she's extraordinary how much did you work with David E. Kelly in shaping the character did you know the arc of the whole season when you signed on yeah I got we had all the all the the seven episodes were written um, before I before we started shooting, so I had an opportunity to, unlike when you work on a television show, um, you don't really know. Like you get the first couple episodes, but you, you don't. I remember when we started True Blood, I didn't even know if my character would survive the first season. And the same thing with the second season. You start and you get a script, and you're almost like the audience watching it you're like it's a page turner because you're like oh am i oh i'm still in it okay oh, <laughs> yeah, did i make it am i alive they didn't kill me off they didn't kill me off um vampire but, eric is still with us <laughs> yeah so um this is was this was different because you have all all the episodes so it's um you have the arc and you, you know you can uh plan the whole thing and had you read the book not i read the book before we started but in kind of a couple of, in doing research basically I, I wasn't I hadn't read the book before I heard about the, the the show so you knew all of Perry's deep dark secrets yes okay spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the whole thing but there are I, some dark yeah. <laughs> proceed with caution from here yeah so you knew that he was going to be Jane's rape revealed to be Jane's rapist yeah I did know that so how do you find your way into a guy who's got some pretty you know pretty dark secrets there um, he's not just abusive, but he's, you know. Yeah, he is abusive, but he, and he also has this very dark past that he tries to. Um, he doesn't think that that will ever come back to haunt him. He's moved on from that, and um, but but obviously, I mean, these demons are still there. He's still struggling with with. Uh, with these anger issues and him lashing out and um and it he wants to be better he wants to be a good loving husband but i think he is um he's he's afraid of he doesn't feel like he deserves celeste i think when they met he was um he always looked up to her she was incredibly intelligent beautiful successful and he felt that he wasn't worthy. And that fear, that inferiority in a way of, of the, the imbalance in the relationship, um, this was his way to kind of, because he was physically stronger, at least he had that. Of, that, that was his way of, um, you know, taking control. Um, and it, 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 it's almost like a switch when... when uh, it, 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 when he goes into those, um, when those, uh, when he gets, when he's violent, uh, because it's also like it's after those outbursts or those that kind of when he when he uh, attacks her and when he lashes out, um, he goes back to being, you know, she's in control after that, and 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 it's so it's constantly that power struggle. Um, and uh, that 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 he is it's always him initiating it um and and um 
it doesn't feel like they're never on the same level on the same page it's always like one in control of the other was it important for you to be able to empathize with him at all to find some core of humanity in there it was uh important to find some core of humanity i think um in order for the audience to at least understand this character not to empathize or but but to f- understand him and at least acknowledge that he's struggling and that he's he's conflicted and that he is in a lot of pain um because otherwise it's uh, i don't i don't think it's interesting if you don't get in there if it's too easy to d- dismiss him i think it'll feel very um it's like a, you know it's it's too uh, it's, it, it doesn't feel real so it was very important that that you yeah he's human um and incredibly flawed obviously and uh and that's not to justify what he does or to for the audience to kind of obviously not be on his side but but at least feel that um he's tormented I can't. I can imagine that filming those scenes with Nicole couldn't have been easy. How did you even approach them? Did you rehearse those scenes together? We didn't rehearse much. We uh, we spent a lot of time before we started shooting the show together, and uh, we hung out with our the boys that played our sons um, because that was very important for us to kind of, especially with the boys that they were comfortable around us and I wanted Perry to be a, he's a good dad and I wanted these kids to adore him um so it was I you know and so it's, it's always good when you work with kids that you you know get to know each other well so that when you when you shoot they feel like they're with their buddy they can have fun and hang out and it's it feels very you know it's real um so we we spent a lot of time together and, and Nicole and I talked about the relationship and you know where we are when we first um meet them um but we didn't rehearse much um we kind of just jumped in uh, we which was very uncomfortable sometimes and the way jean Mart works is also uh it's very liberating as an actor because it's all handheld camera you know with no tape marks on the floor it's not conventional filmmaking it's not master and then you move in for the close-up and then you turn around it's um you never know where he's going to be with a camera because you know he just runs around with it which is incredibly liberating you just you don't have to worry about continuity or anything um but it's it's tough those scenes were incredibly incredibly difficult to shoot um, because we didn't really know where where it was going to go, we just kind of jumped in, and then so it was um, a lot of uh, you know we had to check in with each other uh, constantly, and especially at the end of the day after a tough day like that, uh, um, to just kind of hug and make sure that we're okay. Because it's incredibly tough to shoot those scenes for ten hours and then jump in the car and go home and. It's it's uh, you know that you can't shake that off. Yeah, how do you shake that off at the end of the day when you spent a day? You know. Well, I'm glad most of them were shot here in LA. Uh, the m- most of the violent stuff because we shot the bedroom was on a soundstage here in LA, um, 
And the good thing was I'm I don't live in LA, but so I'm staying at my friend's place in his guest house, and he's got a a seven year old and a ten year old, and uh, they're basically my LA family. And I, you know, I lived in their garage when the kids were born. So like we, you know, they're very very close to my heart, and that was tremendously uh, important to have for me that I could instead of after a day like that instead of going back to hotel room on your own it was so lovely to come home to to my family and be around that in, in a loving environment because again it was emotionally very draining to shoot that stuff I'm sure you talked a little bit about John Mark's directing style I mean I'm sure what what did it mean for you to work in that kind of environment and how did it elevate the project it's um, it's so much. It's like you can't get. It's almost like doing theater because um, again, you're not confined. You're not. You can just the dance floor is yours. You can just run around and do whatever you want. And again, you don't worry. But you don't have to worry about continuity. And he just lets the camera roll. And he might, you know, whisper something or say something in the middle of the scene. And you try something else. And you see where that goes. Um. And if you have a scene partner like Nicole Kidman, it's it's extraordinary because you have no idea where it's going to go, and you just kind of have to follow and go with you know uh, just you know uh, let go of control and just go you know uh, be in the try to be in it and and explore it, and it's uh, it's important that you have people you trust when you do that. Because you gotta allow yourself to make mistakes and be terrible. I mean, we—you can't really play it safe that way. So, um, and it's important that if you're, if you don't, if you don't work with people that you really trust, then it's easy to just kind of your guard is up and you play and you play it safe. Uh, but it's way more interesting when you don't, when you allow yourself to be. Uh, terrible in certain in, in some scenes sure <laughs> you know well you just go for it and mm-hmm. you see what happens was there one scene that was particularly tough or challenging for you um i would say the the physical stuff was very very tough to shoot uh the when he when he beats her um i was having a that was very very tough uh, for uh, obviously for Nicole and but it, for everyone on set. I think it's just the, the tone of that, the nature of it was it was so violent and so horrible, and it, it was um, those days were not very nice. What about the death scene? That How's was that? just fun. That was, <laughs> I, well, I Kill you it. any day? Yeah. No, that was. I mean, I, I we had. I had four or five months basically just with Nicole, which was, again, such a treat. But it was – so I would only see the other actors around every other week when we did a table read. So I never got to work with Laura Dern or Zoe or – you know, I had one scene with Reese and like two days with Shailene. But other than that, it was all my family. You know, it's very isolated. Um so the end sequence, we spent two weeks. It was almost like a extended rap party because it was two weeks and everyone was there and it was so lovely to kind of 
end the show together like that. Um, and I also love the I love how it ended. I love I love the uh, the way they the physicality of it and how primal it was. The it reminded me of you know on a nature shows when you see uh, a larger predator being attacked by by gang of smaller predators <laughs> you know and it's a great analogy and he tries to shake him off and like he might get one but they it's just relentless they keep coming from every direction and eventually take him down and it really felt that way it felt like i was being attacked by uh by but you know it from every angle like and Reese was literally on my back like clawing pulling my hair and clawing me and someone else was punching my ribs and it was, it was just uh, I love how physical it got because it's at that point where it's just like it's very very primal was that all scripted or that was just improv in the we, well it was kind of a combination we all knew kind of what would happen that it was like we she recognized me i i realized who she is and i try to grab celeste and pull her out and get out of there um and we knew obviously like that it would lead to bonnie coming down pushing me but we yeah then we kind of improvised uh how it all went down the physicality of it and who would do what and um so it was yeah, late at night we would just like they just attack me. <laughs> the other thing I love about Jean Rock's style is that so much is said without words. The way you all kind of, you know, like you said, that moment where she just looks at you, you look at her, and so much is revealed in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. I mean, not a lot of storytellers would feel confident in saying so much without words. Yeah. And it's like, in a way, the climax of the whole story. It's like seven hours of leading up to this moment where she finds. Saxon Banks, this, this, and, and you realize that it's Perry, and it's, uh, you know, it says a lot, doesn't it? It's just one look, that's all it takes. You don't have to have a whole scene or a whole monologue about it. And like, you can tell, especially when you have an actress like Shalene, who can, she can tell that in one look, one second, and you have the whole, you, you feel it, it just hits you. Given the way Jean-Marc films with, you know, the camera just sort of rolling around and you don't know what what's going to make the final cut, what was it like for you to watch the final edits and see what made it in? Um, I just, so I saw it a couple of days ago. I finished it yesterday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what do you I, think? I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> well, First I was, review here. Yeah. I loved it. Very surprising, the, the end there. Um... Well, I've been in a bubble for the past 35 years. Uh, no, but for eight months, I've been, I was uh, over in Europe shooting a couple of films, and then I went to straight from that to Calgary and then Morocco. So I've, I didn't, I wasn't around. I haven't been in the States since September of last year. So I wasn't here for the the premiere. I wasn't here when it aired. and uh, So it wasn't until I got back uh, about a week ago that went, you know, I'm, I realized how hated I was. <laughs> You're not popular. <laughs> I got to the airport. Everyone's like, "Ooh, Ooh yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 we don't sorry. like you." Um, but it, and I, I um, really enjoyed watching the show. I because it's always a bit weird watching my own stuff. Uh, it's 
I can't really be objective. It's very um, critical, and I'm also I also kind of dissect the performance, and it's technical in terms of like, okay, they chose that take and not that take, and or okay, they cut out here. That's interesting, and like, okay, that scene is gone. I guess right, you know. So it's a lot of that, um, but because of the nature of the show, I obviously wasn't there when they shot all the other storylines and that was great because I could watch that just like an audience member I could sit back and objectively enjoy those storylines of the other couples and I thought it was brilliant I loved it they're amazing all those actors and it's I mean it's I thought it was great the music is fantastic the, the 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 editing is great it's tense it's funny it's uh, I thought it was lovely Anything you do, anything you would do differently? Everything. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. When I watch stuff, I mean, I'm, there's always stuff. I'm like, oh, I went too big there, or like that's that doesn't feel real, or that looks a bit forced, or um, there's constantly stuff that annoys me. You're so critical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I don't know. I just don't. I don't think I've ever done anything where I sit back and go like, good job. Like, I, there's always something. Uh, there's stuff that I've done where I hate it, where I'm like, I'm terrible here. And then there's stuff that I kind of feel good about, but there's always going to be stuff where I'm like, uh, at that moment doesn't feel real. What about the positive? Is there anything you learned from the experience? Uh, I mean... Yeah, it was an extraordinary experience. I Jean Marc is fantastic to work with, and again, back to like the you feel so liberated in a way. It's um, the fact that he really pushes you and lets you explore everything, you know, and go for it. And it's you feel you feel like he creates. It's you know. It's safe. You're among friends, and you're 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 willing to take those risks. Fans are clamoring for a second season. Do you think there should be one? I don't know. Um, if there's, a, I, they shouldn't force it. They shouldn't like do it because it was a popular show. If they feel. And again, they, they, there's, they have so much integrity, Jean-Marc and David Kelly. And like it's, they're obviously not going to do it unless they have a great idea, a great, like, oh, this would be an amazing season two or a natural um, way to follow this show. Because otherwise, it's, I think it's better the way, just to leave it the way it is. Uh, but if they come up with something, absolutely. It could also be, you know, the way the limited series format has been, where you just get the actors back together and do different roles. You know, it doesn't. I could play Celeste. That'd be an, yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> idea, actually. Yes, I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> you know, but American Crime is doing that. Yeah. American Horror Story is doing that. That's a good idea. I'm trying to figure out a way to, if they do a, a second season, how I can, you know, force my way back in, and that could be an option. I also. You need to redeem yourself. Well, I was floated the idea of having um, Perry. He's got a, a twin sister called Terry, and she shows up and she's pissed off that they all killed her brother. 
So it's basically a badass revenge story about this six foot four woman named Terry who's there to just like <laughs> avenge her brother, the death of her brother. I don't know. Like you're, P- you're pitch like, it let now. me know. You're yeah. pitching it. That's that's a pitch. I'm not like I don't know. I'm not saying it's brilliant, but it, there's something there. Maybe like we'll let the the readers decide. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. So what's next for you? What are you working on now? Uh, well, before I play Terry in the in season two, clearly um, coming clearly. next season to HBO. Yeah. Now I've uh, so I was in Berlin and did a movie called Mute with Duncan Jones. Um, and then I went from that to Hamburg, and uh, I did a, a searchlight film called The Aftermath, um, which is a post-World War II uh, story. Um, and now uh, the one I did up in Calgary and in Morocco is called Hold the Dark, Jeremy Saunier, um, which is also very, a very dark and uh, disturbing film. And my character is... Um, not 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 exactly a good guy in it. Um, I'm sensing a pattern. I know, and that's why I feel like I should probably do. Um, I have to do a rom com now, or like uh, something very very light. I think you need a comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been enough murder and violence lately. So yeah. What do you look for a part? What makes you take on a role? Oh, I don't really know. It's kind of a. I don't. It's just like. A visceral reaction you just feel it you know like it's I, you're either intrigued and excited and you can imagine spending the next three four or five months exploring this character with these people whoever the director is and the, the other actors and um you just have to kind of weigh like is how how exciting is that idea do i do these are these components Enough is you know, and, and it's always like obviously the script, the character. Do you, do you does that speak to you or, or doesn't it? Um, the director is that someone you really want to work with, and um, and the other actors. So it, I never. It's not like I have a plan. It's not like I sit out and go like, all right. So in the next twelve months, I want to do one comedy, one drama, one thriller, and. I'm going to play this type of character and then that type. Like, it's it's all, it, you know, it's it, it has to do with what you've just played often. Because it's, I remember when I was on True Blood, it was always, when I, during the hiatus, it was always nice to get to play other characters that weren't like Eric Northman. Because um, that's what, that's our job, isn't it? Sure. If, it? if you play, end up playing the same type of character over and over again, it's not... That's that that kind of the sense of discovery. That process is gone if you already have all the answers. Um, the best is when you read a script and you have a lot of questions. Like you're, you kind of get the character, but there's still a lot of room to explore. Um, that's what I'm I'm looking for. All right, casting agents, you heard it. You heard it. All right, thanks so much, Alex. It's a pleasure speaking with you as Bye. always. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking about Better Call Saul with series creators Vince Gilligan and Peter Gold. See you next time.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.